Hello, welcome again to the Mike Thrays podcast. You're listening to your host, Mike Thrays, from Byron Bay, beautiful Byron Bay. And I'm feeling the call, peeps. I'm feeling the... <laughs> I'm always feel, feeling it on this podcast. I don't know, it's, it's been such a helpful vehicle for me to actually explore a lot of my own awakening journey. For, but still with a an impetus or a, a focus on providing content that's real, really valuable to you, that supports the books I've already written and launched on Amazon, or in some cases a lot of this this podcast has begun May last year when I think at that point oh, there might have only been about two books were launched. My third book, Falling and Diving, had been launched, but it still needed a few more edits, but we now got five more books up on the on the podcast and the, and the Amazon um, channel. So that's all. This has been a wonderful space of creativity for me. And connecting with all that and arriving here at Byron Bay, and this is again a little bit of a freestyle riff. I did do a little bit of this on the YouTube channel the other night. If you're interested in, in going across to that, it's the Mike Thray's author YouTube account where I really just played with this. Ideas we've talked a lot about already on the podcast, but about reality being a dream. That I feel drawn today to, to look again at Neville Goddard, the law and the promise. More so the law tonight, the law of assumption, the, the operation of the law itself. And practical examples of where I've been able to use it. And from that space, ideas of how you may want to bring this into your own reality. So the first one, and this kind of was a bit of the brainwave. My first book, I Am Michael and Journey of the Heart. <laughs> Either the name I Am was a title given to me by my shaman when I got back from the Camino and towards the end of 2015. At this point, I hadn't even, even heard the term manifestation. I probably read it, but I didn't understand it. I definitely didn't know anything about the I am or the I am principles, um, which are talked about with Joseph Benner and, and, and Neville Goddard and Florence Covey. This is five years at least before I'd, four or five years before I'd even look at Neville Goddard. But there was this space of a awareness, literally, that and I am is literally synonymous with awareness, divinity, God, realization of that we are the creator of the play, the, the divine embodiment. And it's us that are creating the own journey. So when we put I am in front of anything, we're basically saying that's the God, that we are God. I am Simon or I am Thomas or I am Matthew. I am Grant, the, the characters from Falling and Diving. It's saying that they're all God. They're, they're more than the characters. And this is what I'm getting at even when I was suggested this time, I am Michael by Adam, my shaman. I, I do uh, Sinathor as Deity in the, in the book. I didn't really understand, but I, I had an intuitive feeling that it was an important title. But what did it really mean? And what does that, that book mean and how can it be applied to the promise? Well, I've almost, having written it six years ago, well, I basically wrote as a, as a journal as I walked the Camino. Yeah, like most of my books, if not all of them, that maybe perhaps exception to my recent one, but all of them have come from a, a space of 
not effort, not doing and flow and allowing. But what was happening to get to that flow is there's always things going on in the background. I said to someone the other day who I met up here in Byron Bay, he talked about writers seem to have these two ideas of that. There's a very solitary experience and then there's experience where they go out and they kind of mine the world of reality through information. And yes, they're two different things on that level, but like conscious itself, it's one thing. The, the writing and whether any form of artistic creation, whether you're literally writing or painting on the canvas, there's inspiration, spirituality is all around us, is within us, is us. And what happened to even get to the space of I and Michael to begin the Camino journey was a heartfelt dream to write. I wanted to write. It was a passion from when I was a, went to primary school. But I had no idea how to get it. I wanted to write something that was interesting and inspirational. And um, yeah, I had a bit of that king type energy going that I wanted to be at a bit of the rescuer and leadership space. But I felt very disconnected from that, particularly almost as soon as I had these no more ideas. Yeah, I guess you could call it idealistic dreams as a late primary school kid, writing long essays, long stories, and really almost dreamlike, lengthy essays, which I'd bring my, the characters and would be all my classmates, and I'd, I'd go on and on, and they, I just loved it. What would actually happen? I moved into adolescence, and I, the bridge of instance to me was very much going inward. And from 12 through to 32, basically 20 years, is my bridge of incidents. A 20-year bridge of incidents is a pretty lengthy bridge, but that is a space of applied the law and Neville Goddard, and whether you've come across all of the traction law or the assumption is Neville Goddard, the idea is that it's about dream fulfillment, living in the end, the wish is fulfilled. And even though it was a lengthy 20 years, I, I guess I always did live in the end. There was still always a part of me that believed I could write something or create, but there needed to be a lot of, yeah, we, Neville calls it bridges. I guess you could say, it's, I had to match the vibration of what I was dreaming. You know, for the tree to grow in, from the seedling to a big tree, through to actually produce branches or, or a through tree to produce its fruit, it, it, it does have to go through a set of other resistance. It has to get go grow in stages where it's it doesn't grow too skinny and it gets easily blown over or or there's not enough um, there's too much weight on it, it falls. It has to grow at a steady rate. And that's the way the manifestation works. We can complicate it. We can say it's it's esoteric and it doesn't make sense. And it, it doesn't necessarily make rational sense for the space of we the lower conscious 3D space of effort and, and reward that if we overthink it, we don't necessarily allow the space of dreams into our reality. We, we're not allowing the magic of the divinity because we can't see that it's us in the mirror, which is the divine creating the play. So even though I basically didn't know that and I couldn't even sense that it was me creating, I had the firm wish. And so this is the nature of the law. It doesn't really matter if you know what's happening or not. I guess I was going to sleep living in the end for 20 years. Um, and what seemed to facilitate it, maybe perhaps in the, in the late, yeah, towards the end, obviously I was experiencing challenges and, and these things that occurred in the, 
um, talked about it. I and Michael, relationship challenges, career challenges, personal challenges, feeling they were disempowered. But they were they were the um, fertilizer to help the the seed grow into a tree, and the, and the tree was literally um, producing the fruit through literally being encouraged to walk a Camino. And I feel part of why I'm I'm, I'm talking about this tonight. And I um, we, um, we might build on it in future episodes. I did hear from someone who was a big bridge on that on that journey, and there's multiple bridges. But what did happen? Is it's almost like you know they talk about the teacher or the experience um, presents when the student is ready or when it's ready, and and I do feel that. And even though we're creating the dream, we have to match the vibration and whatever manifestation is appearing into our reality. And a big part of that was going on to a bookshop reading, which I talk about in the first chapter of of I and Michael, first two chapters I think. Um, where I meet an author, actually, and I'd been to a few of these book readings, but I hadn't really spoken to any of the authors before, but I went along, this is, I was working in the city, in uh, corporate office work at the time, um, yeah, well, I've talked about it with Adam Gradaris here on the, on the channel, I was working alongside Adam, and I just met this person, and she, she was, just blew me away, she was an older lady in the late 60s, and it was one of those moments where I just kind of thought, this is exactly what I want to do. And, yeah, basically she, she'd walked the, the Shemin of the Vesalay. So the way of Vesalay, which is a, a French pilgrimage path, which led on the Camino Francais, the main Camino, which is talked about in, in a lot of books. And it's the predominant, people say the Camino, it's generally the Camino Francais. And there's a movie called The Way with Martin Sheen. So she walked into there two Caminos rather than just one, and it was about two and a half thousand kilometres. So I bought this book, but I had to rush off before I could even ask her any questions after the presentation. But somehow I was able to get in contact with her on, on Facebook or online, and that struck up a friendship. So we, we developed a friendship, and it's something that I've still got to this day. I basically, I, I read a book, I shared the book with a number of my family members and that provided that impulse approximately only two, three months after I'd bought the book to actually literally begin walking. And that's the first major bridge that you, you kind of come across in, the, in I Am Michael. That I Am Michael, A Journey of the Heart, is literally an embodiment of the bridge of incidents towards the wish fulfilled. The whole book is all about bridges, and I, I guess I hadn't really reflected that much on that on this book for recently because I've been looking more at prosperity conscious and yeah, then the essential code and coming back to falling and diving. But basically, I am Michael. It, it chose the process of having the dream, having the wish. Um, encountering the obstacles, the difficulties, literally moving through each each chapter. There's there's obstacles, but they're all a bridge, and they're all bridges that are lining me up with my dream. And that was meeting with Claude a couple of months before I walked was a big part of that. But this is what I would get at. I guess where I'm wanting to focus on today and while that's very valuable in understanding the, the bridges you can read my book and you can see how everybody I meet on that path and the, and everything I'm going through it, it got me to this point where I was ready to, to take 
a risk and, and a go for my dreams. I feel more than that is to realize that it's still us that impels the dream. We, we inspire the dream within us. And that's quite an empowering thing that I didn't necessarily understand and, and what I would suggest to you. And, and you might not, same as me, you might, I didn't understand that it was me that was the divine part of me, that we are all divine. Hence, the, it was, the, I guess, people call your higher self or your Christ consciousness is what uh, Neville talks about. I could, often I call the divine mother, a mother Mary or feminine energy. I like to look at it as an equal uh, feminine masculine conscious. The Holy Mother, Holy Father basically is us because we are our own balanced divine masculine, divine feminine. So it's that innate sovereign divine part of us which somehow centers within our dream that to have the dream that will bring value to the whole collective of the dream we're living, the reality we're living. So I feel that removes a lot of the resistance already because when we realize that it's the divine part of us which is bringing forward the dream, we're not going to feel so guilty about pursuing it. There's a lot less resistance if we recognize what it is. It's like, well, this has come forward for a reason. And the reason ultimately beyond reason, it's heart alignment. It's a journey of the heart, which is, I guess, the other part of the title of my book. It's the heart that's gone in the journey more than the mind. And it's the mind can't really ever understand it. Like the alchemist, it's a it's a recalibration of the dream. And it, you, you're basically walking a more of the spiral journey than a necessarily linear journey. And that's the, the basis of any dream fulfillment with the law. And so I guess... Well, that's my experience. I'm very much aware of you guys listening to this. There's something that would have got you to this episode today and maybe got you to my books and all these other things and learnings around, yeah, spiritual awakening and realising that we're God, that we're divine and it's a dream. And you know, I mean, that's incredible. We also want to share our gifts with the world. So, yes, I mean, I could... What my role is, I feel, is I research, I read, and I apply, and I I write about all of that um, in summation. So, be prosperity conscious. My most recent book, for example, sums up everything that's got to this point. It sums up what I just talked about. I Michael and Mary briefly. It talks about archetypes and literally embodying whatever wish through. Aligning with a cultural archetype, a conscious archetype. The Essential Code is literally focused on raising consciousness through processes, steps that literally will, people to raise your vibe, they all will lift you and it aligns with the, the wish. You literally set the goal out in the first chapter and by letting go of it, applying all the steps, it comes forward. So those three books are all aligned around Christ consciousness and they all well, I say three books, I Am Michael, Journey of the Heart, The Essential Code of Falling and Diving. The fourth book is basically Be Prosperity Conscious, with the other ones more short stories and poems. But I'm not going to try to do what Neville does or what Napoleon Hill does or what Florence Cavalier does around prosperity consciousness. And they all great teachers of Paolo Coelho around the alchemist and Eckhart Tolle around the power of now. My gift or passion seems to be interpreting what parts of those teachings that are most valuable for me 
applying it myself and then sharing it with you guys. If you want to go deep diving into the practices and all those learnings, you've already got my books to work through. And they, they literally step out all the processes. And you likely would go to them because you've come across the podcast or maybe you've either the podcast from the socials or the books. But rather be going to every step of the detail or, or go over the hundreds of lectures that Neville's done, which became his incredible books. His books sum up the process incredibly, in, in my view. I think you can just keep listening to the books over and over, and each time you listen to it, same as his lectures, you get a different perspective. So he's he's a genius on the law, and he brought, brought that law on the promise. But what, in my layman terms, and what I pull from all these these teachings and what I would suggest for your own dream tonight in very brief means because if you want to go deeper the, all the other resources are there along with my books is to keep it simple ironically isn't it I've said that but it is it literally is, doesn't have to be that hard and yes part of that allowing that is believing we're worthy to receive and ultimately all those books I've written and a lot of the other teachings are aligned with that because the collective almost does have a, a deprogramming space of deprogrammers this realization that we're worthy. It seems to advocate unworthiness and conditionality. So that is that why I, I began this, I guess, this episode tonight with the if you realize you're worthy, if you realize you are God. You're already halfway there to the manifestation because you're already seeing that everything's playing out as a dream. So that's the first, and Neville does go into that and he, he gives examples of it and he, and he uses scripture, biblical scripture. Scripture's a code. The essential code for me, I guess, brought that thought in its own way when I couldn't perceive that. I could not understand that we're all the love, light, and consciousness, all that is real. And everything's really just a manifestation of their own dreams that we are God. I, I couldn't accept that because that's where I was in the journey. But that ultimately helped me go deeper and look for more value. But you might not necessarily be at that same point. You you kind of may have come across my books at, at different points. You might be at the same as, I mean, I and Michael was the first book, but what I just talked about, coming full circle, you can see having uh, that having read all the other books or have written all the other books, the wisdom in that is simply it's a it's a manual of the bridge of incidents. It shows the, the, the wish fulfilled in each chapter. It's a very simple summation. But it works because it's that's me applying the law that I wanted to be a writer. And as I had that dream, I'd meet with people and that's the magic of the Camino is it facilitates all these meetings and experiences like the lady Claude who I met who was a, an author of the Camino. I literally brought that into my reality and I heard from her again tonight, which is a, a big part of why I wanted to record this. So yes, to keep it simple, to dream and to receive the dream if you believe that you are the one that created it, that's what Jesus is saying. Ask and it is given. And we, we look at Jesus, as, at least in the Western tradition, as someone who's like a, a God. He's a, they, it's taught that he's a different person to us. He's an external God. He's a manifestation of something separate. But if we could do the opposite, turn the hourglass, turn the belief system on its head, which is what Neville's saying, look at the scripture as a code. 
and that's how it's survived through the generations because it, it couldn't be you can't squash a book that's written in code can you but if you apply it from the 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 perspective of the parables are all uh, about teaching the, the perspective that God is within us. That asking it is given, is that it's also ask. We are the ones asking, we are the ones giving. It's literally about embodying belief in the dream and the wish fulfilled. That God and Jesus are not separate. And that's why he's seen as a human person who becomes Christ. But we're all human and we're all Christ. And whether it's a masculine or a feminine Christ, a Magdalene or a, a Jesus, it's still us that's creating the dream. But the challenge, I guess, in terms of keeping it simple, is, and which is probably why I wrote Falling and Diving and Plain Awakening, to embody that Christed state, the magician energy, which is what I'm feeling now, is to believe that we are God. Can we believe it? Can we? That's what Neville said. Can you believe it can you let go of all the other teachings can you accept that everything's manifesting around you is is coming from your own consciousness within <laughs> that's it isn't it if you but how are you going to get to that point if you're not already there well that's what i love about neville it, it's not just pure abstract test it apply it make changes based on how you feel and how you what you believe and that's it doesn't really matter i can talk about whatever example you could I mean I was just sitting in the car park tonight and I was imagining for people and you could see for career wise and we've, we've got a lot of challenges um that's been existing in the external reality at the moment but that doesn't mean it's necessarily a barrier to heartfelt manifestation it can help streamline the focus the desire of the more you can become more aware of your connection to divinity when there's less distractions that's why the Camino was that space for me because I'm not around office people all the time. I'm not going in a, a train. I'm not, my energy's not being mixed up and messed around with all these other people. So we can look at this challenge that we're going on at the moment with lockdowns and being locked in. It's literally been, when I say locked in, locked, connected in, reconnected with that divinity within. We're coming back to the realization that we are God. And it's maybe it's an enforced space, but the awaken if you've gone through an awakening journey, you've met up it generally is an enforced space. There's normally some form of loss. In this space is a, it's a loss of our freedom because we're we're going within. But the pain only seems to persist through non acceptance. And in accepting whatever's occurring, there's a greater ability for the heart to emerge, the heart awareness, the conscious of the heart becomes more transparent in the way we think and the way we feel because we're not looking for everybody out there to be an external arbiter of their worth. There's less conditions. So the conditions have taken away and that could feel that massive pull on our energy because we're not look, we don't know where to find the worth of the busyness. But maybe we don't need the, the worth of the busyness when we're already worthy, we're already sovereign. Thanks again for listening. Praying in turn, this is a real value for you. I feel, yeah, even with the Christ Body Love Instagram page I've created lately and a few more YouTube videos, building for be prosperity and conscious, I'm going to continually keep focus on this. We are the creators of our reality. And part of it, it's also a reminder for me because it, it can be very easy to forget that. People feel so real, but dreams feel so real when we're asleep, don't they? They're so real and then we wake up. 
So maybe if we look at it as a very high-level simulated dream, doesn't mean we don't care about the characters, the people. People might have known Thoretta, but you could be so... When you look at it as a dream, when you just take away some of that heaviness, which is facilitated through releasing conditions and embodying belief, you literally apply Neville's techniques. You believe in your dreams. You believe that you're a god. You will see things come into your reality, which will shock you and surprise you. There'll be synchronicities and... I guess what people would call coincidences, they, they can't be explained. People will reflect things back to your thinking that you're saying. You'll have conversation with people which will identically match someone else you had an early conversation with that day. You'll be come across this, what is in effect the, the incredible bridge of incidents, whether you're inside the house or outside of the house. It can't be stopped. So whatever it is, the, the manifestation generally will be something connected with bringing unconditional loving service devotion to the world if, if you're believing it if you've been inspired with that impulse there's no reason why it can't come to you and in fact it will come to you the only way we can stop it is if through replacing with another dream or literally implanting a belief that it's not possible is everything is possible you are god